This is Allison, and this month I reread Two Wrongs Make a Right. And I'm Kales, and I read it for the first time. Welcome to Novel Predictions, everybody. Woohoo! We're here! <laughs> we're here. We're doing it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Right. Jumping right in. Yes, let's do it. What were your initial thoughts, or your final thoughts, I guess, on Two Wrongs Make a Right? How do you feel? I, yeah, okay. I I read this book in four days, oh my gosh. which I don't think I've read a book that fast that wasn't a play in a hot minute since Let's, like post COVID. Yeah, it certainly speaks to your engagement. Yeah, um, I liked it. <laughs> I I was alternating between audiobook and reading it. Uh-huh. Mainly the reading because I wanted to get through it faster and like kind of get to the end of it. But during, I was really enjoying the narrators. I was just like, so I cross stitched and I had it in my ears and I was thoroughly enjoying myself and really liking it so much just like feeling it and being in the groove and then the last 50 fucking pages <laughs> sucked i was so upset with the last mm. 50 pages of this book like it knocked yeah. an entire star off for me it, i was five star it was a five star the whole fucking wow. time with this book and then i was like oh my god i get to get a five star i was so excited nope nope <laughs> the last 50 fucking pages were so out of character. They introduced a meddling mother out of mm. nowhere. I was not happy. All that said, when I finished the book, I pre-ordered the second one, so it wasn't <laughs> enough for me to hate the whole entire book. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I literally finished it in the car today. Okay. Yeah. I'm listening to it. Um, and I remember I don't like the way that was handled. Yep. Yeah, so basically what happens, for those of us who have not read the book, um, is Jules and Jean-Claude break up. Which I have thought about. I'm very excited about that. And I'm, I, you know what? I've never been so excited to be wrong. <laughs> I, no, I am dead serious. You're laughing, but I'm dead serious. I am so stoked about how wrong I was. And we'll go over that. But yes, so they break up. They break up. Jules is all sad. He was a terrible manipulator. Ugh, whatever. Bleh. And Beatrice is basically like, to Jamie, we have to not see each other so that we don't hurt Jules. And it felt so out of the blue that I was with Jamie. I was like, he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was annoying. And then Jamie just like sulks and runs away. Yeah, like he's he just like freaked the fuck out. It's just total avoidant personality out of yeah, nowhere. It's like she she forgot who her characters were for like 20 pages. Dude. So he goes and he sulks and he runs away because she's like, one weirdo thing happened that he said, and he feels like he's not good enough. Right. Ugh. I think the point is like, there's trauma and you're like dealing with that. I get that. But you could have done this in a way that's not so weird. Yeah. So that happens. And then they get broken up for weeks and it takes weeks for them. Weeks. Mm-hmm. So much so that her mother gets involved, which I was not about because she was hanging out with, what's his face? The brother who's not a brother. Christian. Christian. Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. who's who's now going to be the love interest of Kate, Catherine, Mm -hmm. Amy, the true chick, which also came out of nowhere. And I just felt like a stupid ass setup for the next book. Yeah. I was just like, what a waste of pages. Like, also, also, the sisterly thing was not resolved because Jules was just like, peace out. Bye. I'm going to leave. And that felt rushed. Yeah, very much so. I had forgotten of forgotten about all of that i think i blacked it out because i love the rest of the book so much <laughs> yeah i was just like wait 
what are you why are you doing this i guess too and then like the jules leaves she was like the second that jules leaves she's like oh you could be with jamie Ugh! if you guys could yeah. just have like one single conversation yeah yeah so she goes to jules she could have gone to jules right and they're like i'm gonna do these things to make sure you don't hurt from me having a relationship and that includes not hanging out together while you're around me not texting him all the time when we're like having sister time it's incredibly easy like i'm gonna create these relationship boundaries and and i'm gonna establish the boundaries with my partner right, right. in the relationship and be like hey i just went through this really toxic awful breakup forever ago i'm really liking this relationship and where it's going but my sister is grieving right now and unfortunately this is a reminder of that like have the fucking balls to talk to your partner and, and if your relationship is strong enough, which, as we have established, theirs is because mm-hmm. they talk to each other, it should be fine. I remember uh, I remember I had a work thing and there were some friends from that job. And when I left that job, I had to tell my friends from that job outright, I need some grieving space. Mm-hmm. nothing against my friends my friends had absolutely nothing to do with that situation but i had to stand up and be like this is too close right now i need some separation and they respected it it was fine one of those friends lived in my house for two months <laughs> it's <laughs> fine and we're still really good friends when i was reading this scene that's what it reminded me of and i was like just talk to him because you guys have been talking this entire time you did yeah. Such a good job of communicating. And I was so in love with their communicating. I was actually going to be sold on the fact that their third act breakup was not going to happen. Or it was not going to be about them. And their third act breakup, I'm using air quotes and you can't see me, but their third (laughs) act breakup was an argument and it was pathetic. But they got back together. I I honestly, I was going to be sold I thought this book was going to revolutionize how that works in romance. And I just, no shit. They could have, no, they, they're like, she just was like, I broke the formula this far and now I got to fix it and put it all back together to be like the romance formula. Ugh. Yeah. They could have had that third act breakup truly be like a break. Yeah. <laughs> they could have had more. I think I, my guess is that we were talking about, um, the author Chloe Lee, yeah, and she said they like didn't have a logical reaction to conversations. They're working from a fear of place and trauma. But they spent the entire book talking. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm okay. I am I am shaking right now and I'm flapping my hands because yes, that was the whole problem with the ending. What happened was the fear and the trauma were not greater than anything else that happened in this book. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, any other in any other trauma, fear, trigger shit, I would have thought that visiting his family and how shitty they were would have had a bigger trauma or a bigger trigger to him. Not a bigger trigger, like more like an impactful trigger than this. Right. My sister broke up with your roommate who's a douchebag and nobody really <laughs> liked him this entire time. That it's not enough. To warrant that kind of reaction. When they have been having those reactions the whole book, nothing crossed a line like that. I just yeah. I was so mad. It was so frustrating and 
rushed. And the grand gesture to me was not enough to be a grand gesture. It was like, oh, we're both running out to each other and we're meeting in the street and everything's fucking fine. So it was a four star for me. I had it as a five until literally the last 50 pages of this book up until B makes the very stupid ass decision of I can't be with you because of my sister. And she didn't even ask for space that evening. She didn't even politely ask like, hey, I need to be with you her right now. I can't be with you. Not permanently, but for this fucking evening, I'll meet you for brunch in the morning. We can talk. Like, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I yeah. just, I was just like, like, <clears throat> it's like, who does that? I'm just, she, this, I'm having that moment, like from the Emperor's New Groove, the mom, where she like snorts and she's like, <clears throat> I have to go clean something. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's what I feel. Uh, yeah, that's what I feel like. So how do you feel right now? Otherwise, it was amazing and magical. And I loved how they talked to each other. I fell hook line and fucking sinker into their stupid karaoke movie date thing i hate karaoke <laughs> yeah at least he didn't get his jamie didn't get hit a name tattooed but it's still a b like a like a bumblebee which is symbolism yeah. and that's the that's enough to make me believe like the first time i was like okay jamie bad life choice but the whole time i was reading about the date and the moviness of it Hook, line, and sinker. The sex scenes were s some of the best sex scenes. That was that was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I finished the book today. Obviously, rereading it. Yeah. Um. First of all, I went to the gym today. Good for you. For half an hour, the entire half an hour, I was reading a sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of adrenaline spike. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, we're running, we're going. <laughs> And then I went to Sonic afterwards, and the entire time I was sitting there ordering my food. I paused it when I ordered my food. But ordering my food, getting my food, eating my food, it was just sex, 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 sex. <laughs> and I was just like, well, this is interesting listening. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I turned it, I turned it real down. Um, no one else in the drive, Sonic drive-in heard me. Oh, man. Um, I, yeah. I, I listened to it, too. The sex scenes <laughs> in particular, I like sitting there doing my cross-stitch, and I was just like, Oh, these are some good spicy sex scenes. <laughs> yeah, and you said you said in the first episode of this um book that yeah. you were if they if they didn't com communicate during sex, you were going to be really upset. Yeah, I did, but they did communicate. They did. And I was so thrilled. And it was more than just like is this okay? I was thrilled. I was like, yeah, I'm down. I am here for this. Consent is sexy. Like talking about your wants and your body is sexy. But also it, it, it was just in the scenes and I felt like, oh man, those scenes were so good. It didn't feel rushed. It felt beautiful and an appropriate length. Mm. It felt like they did a lot of sex. <laughs> yeah. Which was surprising to me. But whatever. The entire thing, literally like 10 minutes into my run at the gym, they started having sex and they didn't stop <laughs> until I left the Sonic drive-thru. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm not mad, right? Like I wasn't no. mad. It's great. It's good sex scene. Yeah. The book yeah. made me want to read more of her stuff. I thought this was a debut. Oh, no. No, she's got a lot. Was it a traditional pub debut? Maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. But. Maybe her, her other books tend to have a lot of disability rep, um, both physical and oh, mental. That's great. It's, yeah, it's really interesting. I loved. Um, did you like the part where they almost attacked John Claude 
about his biphobic comments. Oh, dude, I was like, yes, kill him. It was <laughs> Jean Claude just made me squirm. Which is yeah. why, which is why that's where I thought the third act breakup was supposed to go. But then I was like, they haven't had sex yet, so there's no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was actually a pretty realistic comment. Like he yeah. was talking, but yeah, his comment, the 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 yeah, the biphobic comment was yeah. Oh man! But the comment that John Claude made about, um, like I'm competing yeah. twice as hard, yeah, like men and oh, women. My and- God. <laughs> And be about like threw his ass to the ground because like what the fuck is that? Like Jules you know, should, oh man, whatever. She thrown her man. I, she I didn't know, man. man. I know she she didn't know it's being abused, man. And yeah, I know. Ugh. But the book, I feel like the book showed that so well too. They did. It did. It showed the development of that abusive relationship because I didn't call Jean Claude as the villain. No, you didn't. I didn't. But he is. He and that okay. Is. Okay, okay, so that's going to launch me into my whole thing I teased at the beginning of where I've never been so happy to be wrong. Okay, okay. So in the predictions episode, I said, I thought this book was going to follow Much Ado About Nothing to a T. I can't remember if I said it on air or afterwards to you, but I talked about the fact that, I think I said it actually afterwards, so I'll repeat it here. One of my biggest critiques of Much Ado About Nothing is... The only way the, this gets away with it, by the way, is because it's Shakespeare. But the one of my biggest hangups is how awful Claudio is to Hero in the play. Mm-hmm. You watch that scene and how he denounces her. And it's so dramatic that the rest of the plot is Hero killing herself from this, right? Like, she mm-hmm. dies from grief, they say. It's not even by suicide. She dies by grief. She fakes her death but that's what they're saying she died. Yes, that's what they say she dies by. And they believe her because he has to be so harsh to her that Beatrice wants Benedict to kill Claudio. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to watch. It happens in act three. That means two acts later, they all got to get married and be fine. (laughs) Yeah, because Claudio and Hero do get married. They do. And it's not a Romeo and Juliet situation where everybody dies at the end of act three tragedy. Mercutio is dead, right? Like, that's not it. They have to get back together. So it's a hard sell. And if mm-hmm. it's not done well on both ends of the tragedy of heroes, humiliation, verbal abuse, but then also the reconciliation after that, it's going to be a shit show. Right. What I loved about this book was that she did not excuse Claudio's abuse. She, Chloe. Oh, fucking A. Yes. Jean-Claude. Sorry. <laughs> Jean-Claude slash Claudio. Yes. The author did not excuse Jean-Claude's abuse as the foil for Claudio. And where she adapted it, changed it, updated, modernized it, was that this is not, this abuse is not excusable behavior. Yeah, you're done. You're done. And no, there's no fake death. There's no reconciliation. He's out. He's toxic. Goodbye. And it was Mm -hmm. so powerful because I feel like, Shakespeare should be updated to me. Like West Side Story, I think, got there a little bit. The fact that one of them survives, right? The fact that Maria doesn't die at the end. And the fact that Tony's death is what brings the gangs together in the end. And that that's the step forward rather than both of their deaths. But even more so, this story for me is just like, no, not everybody is going to end up having a happy ending here in this story. 
I'm still, okay. I will say I'm really still confused on where they're going to go with Juliet with her going to Italy or Scotland, going to Italy. Cause she's obviously going to Scotland for one of the dudes, which is great, but who's her Shakespeare play? Like, I don't know. I, I know we'll get there a sense in a second and, and we'll know eventually in the third ones, but in all of that to say, in conclusion, <laughs> or I get too distracted about Juliet's story. I have never been so happy to be wrong because there before the breakup, there's this page right before where Jean-Claude and Jules break up and he is just toxic and awful. And there's a, this page where she's crying and, and it's very interesting because in a weird way, they like unite over the toxicity. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, that was the, the sisters do. Sorry. Right over the toxic relationships and that was great and i loved that they were like nope we're not going back to him it sucks and it hurts and then they broke up and like that section there i was just rejoicing like i was so happy that that was the update of this old story and i was like cool um i'm so wrong but i'm happy that i am (laughs) i'm done i'm gonna step off my pedal still now but (laughs) And take a bow. <laughs> okay, yeah. Give everyone a round of applause. Okay. Um, well, I'm really glad that you liked it because when we were talking about it in the first episode, I was like, man, I really hope she likes it. This is not going to be quite the same. It's great. It's absolutely great. And that there's there's not this external villain. No. That's that's what I said there was in Much Ado About Nothing, that there was an external villain, but there's not in this one. And it was just yeah. so smart. It was so smart to adapt it in that way for a modern audience. And I'm really glad. I hope though, if I do end up taking you to see much or do about nothing sometime in our life or watching the movie is that people do recognize that these stories were written in a different time and that they're, that their basis is to why they're quote unquote timeless. Like a lot of it has to do with more of the language and how Shakespeare's folio was saved and, and all of that. I just don't mm-hmm. want people to be disappointed by the original story because that original story still happened and they're great ones and we can learn from them, but they can also be updated and modernized. And like the fact that Jules as our hero foil doesn't have to go through that bullshit. She doesn't have to be treated that way. That's great. Yeah. It's so yeah. great. And yet that Beatrice and Benedict B and Jamie can still end <laughs> up together and be that way and be just as happy. So yeah. I was excited. I liked it a lot. And then, also, 100% The Younger Sister's next book, which mm-hmm. is Better Hate Than Nothing or Better Hate Than Never. Yeah. Better Hate Than Never. Hate that than makes never. more sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I've already I've already ordered it. It's coming uh, for me. It's Yeah. It's Cat and Taming of the Shrew with the brother dude, Christopher. Christopher. I can't remember his fucking name. And Juliet's going to Scotland, which I don't understand. I, I just, it doesn't. I wish I knew what it was because it doesn't make sense. I really don't want to know. She hasn't released anything about what her book is going to be. No, I looked it up and I couldn't find anything, which makes me angry. And I was I like, think the title has been released now. Um, what? Yeah, here, let me pull. Let me pull it up really quick because I was like, because I also got better hate than never. I got the audiobook. It was on Libro. Same. Uh, once smitten, twice shy. Fuck. Does that give you any clues? No. <laughs> All it is. <laughs> Somebody in the like that feels Christmassy. Is it Christmassy? It feels Christmassy. Um, I don't know. There's no release date. God damn it! But somebody in the um, comments on Goodreads, and we can get back to our actual predictions, was saying like, "Please be sapphic," because Julia is established to be bisexual. 
So like, right. It would be very cool if they went, she went that route. Um, but then, but okay, but oh, I don't know, man. If she does, if she goes that route, I'll be glad. That's fine. That representation is awesome. What I hope she doesn't do, and knowing who she is as an author, she probably won't, but is to make the Romeo and Juliet story about their sexuality right. in terms of like why we can't be together. I'd be worried about that. That's true. I My hope would be that she's like Juliet being the name is kind of like a red herring. But she did actually. it with the rest of them. Beatrice, Catherine, know. and Julie. I don't know. Whatever. doesn't matter. I. That's what I've been saying is like, the problem that I'm having is that like, if she named her Rosalind or something, which is Romeo's ex in Romeo and Juliet, like that, or Hermione, well, Hermione gets gypped in a winner's tale. I don't know why she named her Juliet and it's going to bother me and I really want it to be fixed. But yeah. Going well, back may- to Chris and, and Kate. Oh, yeah, maybe it is Juliet. Maybe it is Juliet. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, but okay. Christopher and Kate, real yes. quick. I'm just really glad that he, Christopher was not the villain. I'm yeah. glad that he was wrong. So what else did I get wrong? I got a lot wrong, actually. Something else you did not see coming. You did not see the fake dating. Oh, oh my God, I did not. Do you want to talk, talk about, about that? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. Did you want to ask me about that? Yeah. Yeah. So after we recorded our last episode, <laughs> we literally turned off the microphone and I was like, I'm going to need you to read the next two chapters (laughs) so we okay we went outside to my backyard and we like sat outside and she's on her phone reading and i'm reading the book and i cannot tell y'all i wanted to just start banging my head on the table because i'm reading the book and literally a page later i was so wrong (laughs) like my whole plot everything i predicted just fell apart like plop right so instead of being forced together over and over again like in the play right they decide to do the scheming themselves. Yep. They seek revenge by pretending to date and then planning a to, to do a spectacular breakup to like mm-hmm. break the hearts of all the people who wanted them to date. They do it themselves. They yep. force themselves <laughs> together over and over again. Yeah. Oh. One of I will say one of my favorite things in this book is that they don't follow through with the plan of like breaking up. Yeah, I do love that they just abandon it. You're like, you know what? We're good. Yeah. And they don't tell anybody either. Yeah. Which I appreciated. So. Yeah. They never tell them like that, it was that they were fake yeah. dating. They never revealed the plot. No. And I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Like, oh, <laughs> also that made me think about, uh, I love how competitive Beatrice was. Like, I relate mm-hmm. that hardcore competitive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was it was great. I like the whole bowling thing and like how he's so good at bowling. And she's like, all right, you got to get us through it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you get this penalty win it all. Yeah, I really like that. I I I wish the sisters had more of a reconciliation. I'll be completely mm-hmm. honest with that. It was really sweet to see how they united over the toxic relationship. But the fact that Jules went through all that and was just suddenly like, peace out, bye. And then Catherine's there. I, I didn't like how quick that was, which again just goes back to my biggest complaint about the fucking ending and how it sucked and knocked off an entire goddamn star from this book. But it, that that part of leading up to it and and mm-hmm. them not revealing things that was great. You know, I, sometimes I keep thinking about the end of the book and somebody was just like, "Yeah, you got to cut this down. It's already four hundred pages." And <laughs> Yeah, and I would have been so much more excited if the final conflict would have been Jean-Claude trying to come back and apologize and then, like, somebody finally punching him in the fucking face, <laughs> and, you know, and that it was that the external conflict challenged them. Yeah. But the 
But what I would have liked is if the reward wasn't necessarily them getting together, it was the reward was them overcoming a challenge together. That's mm-hmm. what I would have liked instead of the finale breakup. Yeah, I do appreciate that the conflict wasn't, uh, Jamie was like, well, he's my friend and my family. Oh, friend. yeah, for sure. Because when I was reading for the first time, that was my fear that he was going to be like, well, I've known this person forever. I've known him longer than you. So I have loyalty to them. I'm so glad it wasn't that. Yeah. But I think that was part of a problem, right? Like, I think it would have been easier if that would have been the case. I would have hated Jamie more, but I think she had built him up to not be that. And I I think she built up this plot and was just kind of like, Oh fuck. I got myself here in this healthy community. What's our conflict? Oh, right. Because they dropped, the fake dating and they're not doing right. revenge anymore. So what's going to happen, which is very interesting. I just but, think it was clumsy. You know what? That's probably the best way I've heard it described is that it was an attempt, but it was clumsy and it didn't hit the rest of the way that the book did. Mm-hmm. Maybe hopefully fingers crossed the other ones will do it again, but better and as she improves as a writer and as a storyteller and and now has the support of traditional publishing behind her, nothing against right. indies. We've just seen authors do that, right? Like Sarah J. Moss, when you read the first book, you're like, oh, dear God. But then they get better. That's why Samantha Shannon's redoing all of her fucking books 10 years later. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Did you not hear this? Okay, real quick. <laughs> Instead of coming out with book five in the bone season, Samantha <laughs> Shannon has decided she's going to use her 10 years of experience as an author to rewrite the first four books in the Bone Season series and release them as 10th anniversary editions, and then book five will come out. No. Yeah, we don't have to get into it. We can look do more research about it later, but I just want to say, what? Okay. <laughs> it's just very annoying. So that's why this, that's one of the reasons why this book is four stars. I, I still would recommend it to people. Do not get me wrong. It is still awesome. I'm thrilled we read it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited for more. The ending was clumsy. That's my final thoughts on that. That's the best word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for the next one. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I love Taming of the Shrew. It's such a fun story. And it's been done a lot more. So you you know it. The 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. Yeah. But now that I know how she modernized and adapted this one, I'm excited to see how she's going to change it. Right? Mm -hmm. How she's going to do that with Taming of the Shrew because it'll be fun. And then, God, and then Julie, Romeo and Juliet, which is what it has to be. I don't know. I love these sisters. I'm here for it. I want it. Yeah. So thank you for making me read this one. (laughs) Yay. I'm so glad you loved it. Yay. I think it's our newest book title that we've done, which is going to change for this next one I'm going to give you. Yeah. Yeah. This was, (laughs) this was our most recent read reread for the podcast. So I'm curious to see what you're about to do. Yeah. Um, so remember how with bone season, you made me read way over what our original like reading page limit was. Yes. I'm going to get back at you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're going to go okay. back to fantasy. Okay. Fantasy romance uh, with cute. some dragons. And you said it's brand new? Brand fucking new. You're going to make me read the fourth one? I am going to make you read fourth wing. Because <laughs> okay. you are the one romance reader in my life I know who has not read it yet. So... I only read it this year. I read it a few months ago. So I'm even going to give it a reread. Uh, well, the second one comes out. Second one came out. Yeah, second one just came out. I've heard a lot of people say that it's not as good because it was rushed. Sophomore slump, baby. Yep, it's a thing. Which is funny because she's written other books. But yeah, sophomore well, slump for fantasy. And like when you rush, it's been 
is what hasn't been that long. No, it hasn't. Since fourth thing came out. It hasn't. Somebody rushed her majorly so yeah hardcore but but okay, well i'm excited the, yeah the fourth the fourth wing i call a five-star good time read like okay it's not a literary masterpiece it's mm-hmm. it's it's fucking dessert for dinner man <laughs> that's what it is. i love that i yeah. love that so that's what we're gonna read we're gonna read fourth oh wing next gosh, so if you are one of the few like allison who has not read fourth wing <laughs> We will let you know on Fable, uh, which is the app we use to help uh, create this sort of novel predictions book club and get us going and letting you know how far we read in the book for each predictions episode. Um, We'll let you know. It is going to be like 100 pages because this book is long. Um, You're welcome. This is your one. We each got one. We each got one. We should like each get one a year. Yeah, one a year. (laughs) I know. Watch me do this, and then like come January, I'm gonna fucking make you read one more. No, I know. I no, want. I want a calendar want. year, a twelve no. month period. <laughs> Dang it! Um, but yeah, so we're gonna read Fourth Wing. So read along with us, or Yay. just enjoy this one because you've already read it, and it'll be fun to see what Allison predicts. So yeah, and I uh, I will say I know Fourth Wing has been out for a long time. I have successfully avoided like spoilers. I think you've done actually a really good job. Because I don't know shit. Anyway, well, we're excited. Yep, I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions. Bye. Bye!